touchdown or turnover by Balco with 10 Federal Credit Union. But first, I want to get to Buck Nasty, get to the phones, and then we'll come back and knock out touchdown turnover. And uh, maybe, maybe I'll ask it right now because this is right up Buck Nasty's um, alley. The over-under is at 81. We will see the over in the Ole Miss-Tennessee game. It is at 81 right now. Touchdown turnover. Now let's get to Buck Nasty. Buck Nasty, good morning. Top of the morning to you, boys. What's up, Buck Nasty? I am headed to Mississippi. Uh, you going to Tunica? No, no. I'm actually going down here to look at some exotic animals today. And, uh, you know, I've been searching high and low for a land shark, you know, hmm. to put inside of our collection. Hmm. And I finally figured out what a land shark is. It's actually the crabs, Wayne. And oh. we know doughy freshwater knows all about the crabs. <laughs> oh, Ain't that the truth? <laughs> oh, man. It's such a fitting hire for them, old Miss and whatnot. But I, this week I pretty much vowed not to make it about Lane and talk more about our guys. And, and for one, you talking about the over and under. Yeah, I like the over in it. Something serious. Yeah, it looks good, don't it? It does look good, but it looks too good to be true, and there's a reason why. Yeah. It's because Tim Banks is legit. And what this coaching staff has done with these guys week in and week out, each week we see a new guy come out of nowhere and make great plays. Like a couple weeks ago we had Slaughter out there killing folks at the nickel. It was absolutely great in run support. And then we have turn it, show up, and play great last week. And we've had five stars on the scout team, and they've made their way back, and we've started walk-ons. And what they have done has been without a reason of a doubt the greatest thing, coaching effort, I've seen at Knoxville with the patchwork these guys are making out of it. It might be be the, the greatest coaching um, performance we've seen in a very, very, very long time. They have turned Jeremy Banks into the A.J. Johnson resurrection. I don't know that Banks isn't playing better than A.J., as great as A.J. was, because Banks is better and, and pass protect and uh, pass support on the defensive side. He, he drops in coverage better than A.J. did. And, and that says something, you know, to that kid, the way that he's playing ball right now. I know he, he makes the boneheaded play, but nobody plays with more effort than Jeremy Banks does right now. And I think that's a great thing for that kid. I'm proud for him. I'm glad to see him come back. But I see a couple things with this coaching staff that with all the great things they've done that has me nervous, Wayne. And maybe you can talk me off the ledge. Uh. Number one is the injuries are mounding up. Something serious. And is it because we're so small or are these just freakish things because I feel like we're reliving Butch Jones here? Um I think it's I think it's freakish and I'm not willing to sit here and say that it's a it's a strength issue or anything like that. Uh and look at the strength coach and try to make that correlation. I mean they've they've had 
they've had some really good strength coaches the last uh, two, even though they were different. They're really basically the same because Artist and Fitzgerald were, were, were together. Um, so I'm not, re- I'm, I'm not really willing to look at them just yet. I mean, this is just a broad product of the lack of depth. I mean, got 71 scholarships, had a ton of guys leave, so. Okay. Well, my other big thing is with the offense, the way it's playing, and the defense, the way they're playing, how are we not on the big board for some of these big recruits out there? Is it because of the scholarship restrictions? Is that what's holding us back? Or the trouble that's coming up with the NCAA? What I'm meaning in that, you know, is that what's holding us back? Or are these guys just not that great of recruiters outside of our D-line coach, Mr. Gardner? I think up until this point, Buck Nasty, it has been the NCAA investigation. I've had recruits tell me that they're kind of hesitant when when it comes to Tennessee because they don't know how the investigation is, is going to impact them. And other schools are telling these guys that, hey, you go there, you can't play in a bowl game two, three years. And, and that may not be true. I mean – Tennessee may not take a bowl ban at all. They, they may not have to sit out a bowl season once, but other schools are telling them that they may have to two or three times. So the NCAA investigation has, has been a huge part of it. Uh, I, I think the other aspect is that up until the last couple of weeks, I mean, Tennessee hasn't been that attractive, un, unfortunately. I, I hate it, but that's that's the, the truth with, with some of these big-time in-state players that haven't given Tennessee the time of day. But I I do think you're starting to see a change now that there's some evidence on the field to go along with the track record of Josh Heupel that is really sparking the interest of some some bigger recruits than than we've seen mentioned with Tennessee. Swain and I kind of teased it a little bit at the end of yesterday's show uh, there, there's going to be a big-time quarterback from the state of California in this weekend. Uh, his first name's Nicholas. He goes by Nico. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. <laughs> but uh, he's a big-time quarterback in, in next year's recruiting class. He, he's going to be in town this weekend. Uh, there, there's another big-time recruit that is committed to w- one of the, the big-time schools in college football that is is going to be – in attendance this weekend. At least that's the plan as of now. Tennessee's been able to get a lot of big names on on campus. Last week, this week, Walter Nolan is supposed to be on campus this weekend, the big five-star defensive lineman from up up the road at Powell. So um, I I think you're starting to see the tide turn to a certain extent. I think Tennessee's done a really good job of getting out ahead of the 23 and 24 class and starting to, to build those relationships and the players love the coaches, or the recruits love the coaches, I should say. The players do too, but obviously we're talking about recruits here. And just kind of going back to my point about the, some of the success the last couple of weeks paired with Heupel's track record, recruits are noticing. I, I talked to a, a receiver, a high-level receiver, highly ranked receiver, on Sunday night and asked him if he was surprised by the offensive success that, that Tennessee has had under Heupel, and he said, to a certain extent, it is surprising just because of what Tennessee was last year, but he said it's also not surprising because of Heupel's track record, 
and what he did at his old school. So uh, I, I think that the past two weeks have been great for recruiting because Heupel already had the track record, already had the evidence from UCF. Now he's starting to, to do some things at Tennessee that he can also point to and say, hey, look, I, I did it at UCF, and now I'm also going to be doing it in the SEC, and, and there's actual evidence of him doing it in the SEC. So uh, there, there's been a lot of reasons why recruiting has gone slowly uh, these first couple of months under Heupel, Buck Nasty. I think a, a large part is that Tennessee hasn't been sexy, and the NCAA investigation has been hanging over its head. Well, that makes a lot of sense, and and I can understand the, the other schools saying stuff like that, trying to deter them to come, but I can see what's on the field, too, and, and this coaching staff is dissecting people uh, on film and, and drawing stuff up and making adjustments uh, during the game. Uh, I, I'm not saying they've been perfect, but they have done a way better job than anything we've seen in a long time, in my opinion. That's right. And I think uh, everybody will get along with that sentiment, too, you know. You're right. You're right, Buck Nasty. You are 100% right on that, man. It's been an unbelievable coaching uh, effort from from these group of coaches so far this season. And uh, it's just been six games. But, man, just in those six games, we – they have – to me, they have um, over-delivered. Mm-hmm. They, they have exceeded expectations. Um, to me, in six games. I did not expect this amount of development this soon. And uh, you mentioned the Tennessee is not, you know, sexy right now. Over the summer. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. They're oh, starting to be sexy. <laughs> but, man, these last couple games. Have been very sexy. We, hey, we. We we got we got our, we got some yoga pants on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> we got the yoga pants on, the Uggs. We got we got them sundresses on. That's that, 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 I was about to say. I think Tennessee's got the sundress on. <laughs> <Let> me, <laughs> That's let, where I was going. Let me stop. I, I, I think Tennessee's slipping on that sundress. Let me, let me stop. Uh, man. Entering, you get in trouble. This stretch. I, I mentioned the quarterback. I just, I'll just email you what I'm thinking. <laughs> All right, Gruden. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, I mentioned the quarterback from Cali, uh, Nico. Let me let me give his last name a shot. He he, he not gonna take a visit to Ole Miss, is he? Cause, you know they make up quotes over there. Woo! Uh, no, uh, Nico. Oh boy! Front you. you can't see. You've pronounced that last name. Like I don't even know how to begin to pronounce this last ca- last name. <laughs> oh oh, I see it. Look at it. I'm going to leave you. Look at it. Look at that. I-A-M-A-L-E-A-V-A. Is that a, is that, are we sure that's an I? What if it's an L? Okay, that's an I. It's like E-M Aliva. Nico E-M Aliva. I I apologize if I I am butchering that. When he takes off on his own read and scampers for a 50-yard run, we'll say, it's I'm going to leave you. <laughs> what I like is that the first three letters are I A M, which obviously means he's a team player because it's not about me. Exactly. See, exactly. But he he, he can play for Rick Barnes too. Exactly. He, he's a big time quarterback coming in this weekend from Cali, from Downey, 
California at Warren High School. Looks like it's uh, in Los Angeles, just outside of Los Angeles. He'll, he'll be here uh, this weekend. Eric Kane and myself have been in contact with him over the last two days, talking to his uh, dad, already been out to this part of the country for Georgia Clemson this year, uh, was at Notre Dame Purdue. He's a big-time quarterback, but the, the one that I'm really excited about is Jaden Davis. This is the the young man that I am very excited. He is a 2024, so he's even a class behind, which would make him a a sophomore in high school. He's from Fort Mill, South Carolina, and I'm going to butcher this this high school name. Maybe you can help me if you've heard it. Like I can help you. Vol Nation. Well, maybe you've heard of it. Catawab Ridge. My folks in South Carolina can help me. Katawaba, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, but th- this this kid is the the real deal. Uh, Jaden Davis, he's a sophomore quarterback. Some view him as the top quarterback in the country for his class, the the top player in the country. He is tentatively scheduled to be here this weekend as well. And I talked to him over the summer uh, after he had taken an unofficial visit. And in June or July, I can't remember exactly when he was up there trying to find it in my notes from when I talked to him. Looks like I talked to him at the end of end of July. And when I when I did talk to him, he he raved about Tennessee's coaches, Josh Heupel, um, Joey Halsley, the quarterbacks coach uh, about Joey Halsley. He said that he was great, showed me how he develops quarterbacks like he would show how a quarterback was the previous season and then how once they got there, how they worked in the offseason and the season following. I saw the improvement in the quarterback play. I uh, said Josh Heupel, that he loved him. He's a cool dude and keeps it real and fun. He's very competitive, and I like that. So uh, J.D. Davis, uh, big-time quarterback in, in the sophomore class, and, and he'll be on campus this weekend. So two big-time quarterbacks. Uh, I, I mentioned Walter Nolan. And that won't be the last of the big-time prospects on campus. So Tennessee's starting to to get some momentum on the recruiting trail. That needle is maybe moving a little slowly, but it's moving in the right direction. Amazing what winning will do. That's it, man. Just win, baby. Just win. That's what the great Al Davis said. Boy, Al Davis – a lot of connection with Al Davis right now. Oh, Lane Kiffin and John Gruden. Yeah, gotcha. Wow. I appreciate it for sure. Wow. 865-255-03. As uh, soon as Ben knocks out this um, call right quick, we'll get to the hotline. Uh, on, on the touchdown turnover, Ben, we uh, were saying 81 points over and under. That's the um, – over under here on ESPN, we look at the Ole Miss-Tennessee matchup, and Tennessee is somehow, someway, 53.8% on the matchup predictor. I'm I'm surprised by that, considering Tennessee is an underdog uh, in this game. But are you going over or are you going under 81, Ben? Over. I think Ole Miss's defense is bad. So I think Tennessee, assuming that it plays – the way that it has the past two games. Assuming that it's as efficient and, and Hendo Cinco is as good as he has been, uh, I think Tennessee is going to put up a lot of points on a on a bad Ole Miss defense. 
I don't think the Ole Miss defense is as bad as Missouri. Don't know that it's as bad as South Carolina. Maybe a smidge better than South Carolina, but it, it's it's just bad, plain and simple. I expect Tennessee to put up points, and then I'm, I know nobody likes hearing it, but you all have heard me rave about Ole Miss's offense yesterday and today, so I, I, I think Ole Miss is going to be able to put up some, some points as well. So Tennessee putting up points, Ole Miss putting up points, there's going to be a lot of points. It's going to be a long football game. It's going to be a shootout. Uh, so, yes, I, I, I am taking the over. All right. All right. You? Um, yeah, I'm going. I'm, I'm going to go over. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, all signs point to that. But, of course, our luck, it will be, you know, 24 to 28 or something. I don't care as long as Tennessee wins. But I don't care I if it's three it. to nothing. <laughs> Hey, I don't care if it's two to nothing, man. Get a safety. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm good, man. So, all right, let's get to the phones. You got Courts involved. Courts involved, good morning. Morning, y'all. Good morning, my friend. I'm going to help out our co-host over here with some uh, pronunciation. All right, help, help, uh, help us out. Help us out. Being a truck driver for about the better part of 10 years now, I've kind of learned how to, like, pronounce things because I talk to a lot of the local people when I hit certain areas, but... Catawba is the high school that I believe that you're trying to pronounce that Jaden Davis goes to. It is. And, we we just uh, had somebody the, from South Carolina call in and, and, and let me know how to pronounce it. I, I couldn't catch his name, so I, I apologize if, if you're still listening. You're cutting in and out. But uh, somebody called in and told us that that is, however you just said it, it's how you pronounce it. Yeah. And uh, the, the kid from uh, Cali, that is, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, because I've watched a couple of videos on this kid, uh, Nicholas Iyama Lieva. I'm sorry, what? Iyama Lieva. Mm. Jay, 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 but, uh, Jay Davis sounds pretty easy to say. Does the quarterback care <laughs> if we pronounce his name right? Because the last quarterback no. we had didn't really care. He didn't correct us until like the, his last year. Yeah, yeah, no it took comment. him long enough. <laughs> no comment. Um, no, I, touchdown turnover, do you guys think that the atmosphere and, the, and everything Saturday will be comparable or louder than 2015 Oklahoma? Huge turnover. Turnover, man. <laughs> turnover. Dude, that 15. Come on, man. That, dude, that, that 15. That was different. Yo, that fifteen was different, Quarantine Ball. I it, I can't. Oh, be a I was prison. there. I know. Yeah, man. That like that that atmosphere. Remember, you had an Oklahoma player talking about it weeks and weeks afterwards. It. Yeah, they still talk about it. Like that was different. Fifteen reminded me of when you know I played, and it was you know, Kyle. And it was Florida '04. Like it. It reminded me of, of of the days that you know we would play as a ranked up ranked team against other ranked teams. Ow, I, 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 I gotta say turnover right now, man. Until I see it. Okay, I'll buy, I'll buy that. I'm going to take the over on the score, though. I think it's gonna it's gonna electrify the scoreboard. They're gonna somebody's gonna have to go up there and smack the thing with a hammer. Just make sure it's working. It's gonna get stuck. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You're right about that. Now they might they might have to, you know, have the extra scoreboard in the store just in case the the one that's being used right now malfunctions because so many points are going to go on it. Um, but 
That's what we want. We we want offense, right? We want fireworks. We just want to win more than anything. Check and dealing, man. Just a gimmick. Just win the game. Just win the game. It's just a gimmick. It's a gimmick. I'm just mad at the world. Where's the clouds? I'm going to yell at the clouds. Hey, you little happy kids. You stink, happy kids. You're terrible. Yeah, Bambi. Bambi should have died anyways. <laughs> like, you that miserable? You that miserable? Yeah. Lion King was a terrible movie. It's awesome. It was it was awesome that the that the daddy died. He should have died anyways. He shouldn't he should have been in the way. He should have never trusted his brother. I don't trust my brother or my family either. I don't trust anybody. I'm just mad at everybody. I'm just sad. <laughs> like, how do you not like Neil checking Nealon? It's a Tennessee fan, man. It's awesome. It's awesome. Bring it on, Cornival. Some folks are just angry. I'm just I just don't I don't understand how you could see how beautiful Nealon Checker Nealon is. And how awesome of a scene it sets and how great it comes across on television with many recruits watching. There's going to be recruits here, but there's going to be a lot watching on TV as well. Primetime television for Tennessee playing in a big-time football game. A lot of recruits are going to be watching, and they're going to see an awesome atmosphere. Yet some folks want to get mad about it. (laughs) It's just bad. Golly. You're the type of person that I try to avoid. At all costs. Yes. Because you will. They boy, are the definition will, of hurt people hurt people. Well, you will throw cold water on in any situation. Let me be quiet. Before I get in trouble. Um, just email somebody. <laughs> Luckily, I'm not stupid like John Gruden and email stuff like that. You just say it out loud. I just say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> like Key and Peele. All right, let's get the turkey man I'm before like, you say something. <laughs> I say. And I say. <laughs> <laughs> I said. All right, Turkey Man, good morning. Somebody got to go. Turkey Man turkey with, call. with the turkey call this morning. Good morning. Good morning, individual. Morning. Good morning, individual. Hey, I tell you what, I am, I'm excited. I, you know, it's been 2016 uh, when TC took me to the opening game against Abbey State. Appetizer State, and it went into overtime. <laughs> and that's that's been three coaches later before I've gone back. Now, you know, when you offered this to me way early, of course, I, 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 I had my eye on this, this, this game here then. And uh, I felt like it could be something special. But I was thinking it'd probably be a noon or maybe three o'clock game. And when it comes to being the seven o'clock, seven thirty game, I almost backed out but I, I you know, you know, I have responsibilities on Sunday mornings in here. And uh, so I called a buddy of mine that I've been wanting to for the church to hear preach. So uh, he's gonna come. That way I don't have to save my voice. And I really haven't had a vacation, per se, since I started pastoring. And so this will be really my first time going. But, uh, I, you know, outside of being there on Sunday morning, which I'll be there Sunday morning, but I won't be a preaching. Uh, but I'm hung over in the back. 
I'm 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 being I'm amen in you. I'll be I'll, I'll raise my hand. I'll, I'll, I'll hold my hand up. Raise my hand. I'm just kidding. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm, I can't. You've been in back I'll with be sunglasses like, on. Yeah, I'll be like my wife. Or we went to this church one time. Through the week, and she had never seen it. And there was a man up front. He had his hand up, and was holding his hand. Of course, the old preacher he gives a he, he preaches and has a uh, you know you ask a question not to be answered out loud. And, and the old man had his hand up, and she leaned over and asked me, he says, "Does that man got a question?" I said, "No, he got a question." I said, "He's he's praising the Lord." He got his hand up, but anyhow, I'll be like that. But anyhow, uh, can you tell me about my seat? Can you tell me uh, how the best way to get in? No. And, uh, it's on the, it'll be on the ticket. <laughs> I'll give it to you today, Turkey Man. I'll tell you yeah, today. I, I, tell you, I, I can't you, tell you I'll on the air. I'll be, I'll be, a, I'll be at, uh, 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 I guess, there's a meeting place dead end. Yeah, of course. You know that's where we're meeting. So I'll meet you. I'll meet you dead end a little bit later, Tucker Man, and I'll, I'll walk you through all well, that stuff. Uh, but I was just—I thought you kind of looked at it there, and I thought if I'm looking at it right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be right there. You got some, you got great you got great seats, my friend. Uh, and and like whatever I, you do, like don't can, tweet. Look like I can reach over. Yep, you can reach over and touch the players. Whatever you do, do not tweet a picture of your tickets. Okay. Okay. All right. Do not do that. Or you will not have tickets. You won't be able to get in. So uh, I'm going to walk you through all that, Turkey Man. I got you, man. I got you taken care of. Okay. <laughs> okay. Don't take pictures of no. my tickets. No. No. Okay. Or it'll be used. Don't, don't, just don't do it. Somebody will steal it. Just don't do it. Yeah. Just, but I'll walk you through that okay, later, Turkey Man. Okay. Uh, well, the thing about it is. Uh, I want to go. Uh, I seen it supposed to be raining, but I'm I, I'm going to plan on being there, rain or shine. But it's supposed to be seventy percent rain. How will that affect the game? Well, I mean, it's grass. It's 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 not it's not turf like it was in Missouri. Um, so, the thing about Neyland Stadium, it drains well, and it's all about ball security. It's all about. Overemphasizing, looking the ball in with your eyes on catches. If you have visors, being something that you might want to consider taking off if it's raining a lot, because it will fog up on you. It will fog up on you, and the towel that the receivers and running backs will put on their hip because it looks good. You have to use it, and when that gets wet, it's, point, it's kind of pointless rubbing a wet visor with a wet towel. So those are just adjustments that you may have to may have to make. And um, everyone just has to work a little bit harder to make sure the the, the ball is dry on the sidelines. But whenever it rains, man, turnovers, ball security is always always a question. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Be right back. I'm Vince Moore, wide receiver, VFL nineteen ninety one. And you're listening to The Swain Event. When I made the move to my own studio, I was worried about this. I was worried about that. I was worried about, hey, did I get this piece of equipment? Did I get that piece of equipment? Does that sound good? Does that not sound good? One thing I didn't have to worry about, that was office furniture. Because office furniture outfitters met my furniture needs. 
With a 50,000 square foot facility, they have East Tennessee's largest selection and are the best value for new and used office furniture. Located in Knoxville, it's easy to find everything you need for your new space, including desks, file cabinets, chairs, conference tables, and more. Office Furniture Outfitters is turnkey. They came to my place, we mapped everything out that was needed, they delivered, and get this, set everything up. To learn more about what Office Furniture Outfitters can do for you, log on to OFONOX.com. That's OFONOX.com. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. Checker kneeling, let's do it, let's do it. It's gonna be beautiful. Woo it's gonna be a beautiful sight. Let's go. Let's go. Another reason to hit Alumni Hall. Oh, it's you again. Oh yeah, checker kneeling. Give me some orange and white, baby. Just a couple things I saw my last trip. I was like, it's dark mode today, but man. That looks sweet right there. Anytime it's Nike, it sucks me in too. So, Alumni Hall, I'll be back. For checking in, I'll be back. All right, it's time for Around the SEC. Ben, what you got for us today? 
We mentioned Brandon Turnage won the SEC Defensive Player of the Week. Zach Calzada, the Texas A&M quarterback, was the Offensive Player of the Week. He started his fourth game of his Aggie career and completed his first 10 passes against top-ranked Alabama. On the day, he was 21 of 31 for 285 yards with one interception and three touchdown passes. In the fourth quarter. Good job, Kyle. He missed Zach, on whatever his, your name is. Zach Calzada. <laughs> Good job. Good job, Callie Zach. Callie Zach. Good job, man. You're awesome. We love you. I mean, we don't play this year, so it don't really matter. But good job, man. Good job. <laughs> Proud missed, of you. He missed on his first five pass attempts in the, fourth, in the fourth quarter, but then completed four of his next five to tie the game with a 25-yard touchdown strike to Ionis Smith with three minutes remaining in the game. Uh, the special teams player of the week was Devin A-Chain the kick returner for Texas A&M after Alabama had blocked a punt and recovered it for a touchdown to cut the score yeah, 24-17. A-Chain took the ensuing kickoff at the four-yard line and raced 96 yards to extend the Aggies' lead to 31-17 with eight minutes remaining in the third quarter. Great also job. a guy that qualified in the 100-meter and 200-meters at the 2021 NCAA Outdoor Track and Fields Championships in Oregon. So he's got that that track speed, and it showed on that kickoff return for a touchdown. The defensive lineman of the week, Texas A&M defensive lineman Tyree Johnson. The senior defensive end from Washington, D.C., was credited with four stops on the day and had two sacks for a loss of nine yards as Texas A&M sacked Alabama Four times. Octavius Oxendine at Kentucky was the co-defensive lineman of the week. Made three tackles. Had his first sack of his career. The offensive lineman of the week, there were two of them. They were co-offensive lineman of the week. Nick Broker, an offensive lineman for Ole Miss, was mentioned. Helped pave the way for 611 offensive yards including 324 on the ground, graded out at 90% against the heralded Razorback front, helped Matt Corral become only the second quarterback to throw for 200 yards against the Arkansas passing defense, which ranked second in the country coming into the game. Eli Cox at Kentucky was the other offensive lineman of the week, Played every offensive snap and graded out at 91% in Kentucky's win over LSU. Helped Kentucky to 330 rushing yards and average 7.3 yards per attempt. Uh, the freshman of the week was Georgia receiver Lad McConkie. Yeah, he was balling too. Who posted a career high of five catches for 135 yards and a touchdown as Georgia beat Auburn. So those are your SEC players of the week. The football schedule, the TV schedule for next Saturday's games on October 23rd came out yesterday in Tennessee at Alabama. Alabama will kick off at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. So get your coffee ready. Get your popcorn ready. The next two Saturdays leading into the bye week 
are going to be late nights. Tennessee Ole Miss at 7.30 on the SEC Network this Saturday. Tennessee at Alabama, 7 p.m. Eastern on the SEC or uh, on ESPN next Saturday. So two late nights in a in a row. How you feel about that Bama game being at night, Ben? Uh, not a huge fan for me personally because game starts at seven, probably won't end till ten fifteen, ten thirty ish. Are you going? Which means I'll I'll be leaving the stadium at around midnight. Oh, you are going. Then I have to drive back two hours to Huntsville, so that'll be a late night for Ben. But whatever. You get, to, you get a chance to see your Bama buddies, though. <clears throat> I'm actually uh, riding down with one of my Bama buddies. Oh, God. Because I'm going to Huntsville for the weekend. He's like, hey, you just want to ride together? I'm going. You just want to ride together? I'm going down, coming back. Is he paying for gas? He's driving, so. I'll, Is I'll he paying pay. for gas? Uh, I mean, I'm going to chip in. We haven't talked about it, but I'm not going to let him pay hey, to drive man, me down if there. If he's paying for gas, if he's paying for gas, you can you can stomach Riding with a bammer for five hours because gas prices high. Yeah, I pulled up to the draft, gas draft booty. I know. I pulled up to the gas pump yesterday after the show. Three thirty three, and it, the sad thing is, like, I didn't know it going in. Like, gas gas prices have been higher, but you it's didn't been know a, it. What you do drive what? with your eyes closed? Well, I didn't check. You don't see those. You don't see those prices. You drive drive past gas stations. I mean, I do, but I don't look. I mean, I'm going to pay for gas anyways. I go to the same gas station. I have like three gas stations in Knoxville, depending on where I am in town, that I go to. So the price is going to be the price. So I don't, I don't make it a habit to, well, that one across the street is two cents cheaper. The one down the road is a cent cheaper. Hmm, which one am I going to go to? I don't do that. I've got my gas station that I like. I go to it. I feel you. But gases have been like, what, 280, 290, somewhere in there. And then all of a sudden, I'm... My, I'm five gallons into my tank. It says three thirty three. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. I wish you could have seen the look on my face when I realized that. I I, I pulled it out too. <laughs> I said, "No, I'll come back later this week when maybe it's cheaper." <laughs> oh, okay, I'm about to say. I put I put about twenty five dollars in. I said, "I'll come back later this week." Gas prices just changed how you operate at the pump, man. I'm usually a guy that likes to stroll Twitter, you know, play a little game or two while the while the gas is pumping, Mm-mm. you have enough not, time for all that? Not right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I let because I let it go ahead and just fill up. I let it go until I hear that click. What's your method now? Now, man, I gotta keep my eyes on the 20, thighs. Twenty on the dot. Man, I gotta keep my eyes. I gotta have great eye discipline. Phone is in my pocket. Hand is on the nozzle. Eyes on the price. <laughs> Making sure it ain't too high. <laughs> My my approach is different, man. At the gas pump, it is totally different. I am focused, man. Before you know, I, you ain't right. Before I'm looking at the, looking around, checking out who's at the pump. Hey, now what's going on? Now how you doing? How, you, how your mama and them doing? Looking at my surroundings. Listen to the birds chirp. Oh, just beautiful. Chirp, chirp, chirp. Just a beautiful day out here. Oh, it's just it's just wonderful. Getting a squeegee out, cleaning my wind, cleaning my windows. Screw. Getting make sure the windows are nice and clean. Getting the trash out of the car. That that's, that's not now, not now. Oh, my car gonna be junky. I'll clean it up when I get home. That that's that's what I do at the <laughs> gas pump. I I put I put all my trash like 
on my uh, floorboard in, in the passenger side. Mm-hmm. That way, when I go fill up for gas, I, I just throw it away. And <laughs> I, I do it every single time. And yesterday, I said, all right, enough gas going into this car until I get done throwing the trash away. Then, it, <laughs> then it's over. So I, I, went, I, I threw my trash away, and I stopped the gas. It left. Let me, let me be focused, man. Let me throw in these other two notes real quick from around the SEC. They're, they're pretty significant. Uh, Florida kicked off Elijah Blades. Yesterday, who was a Texas A&M transfer defensive back. Is he good? Right. What did he do? Uh, this year, not much. No. What did he do to get dismissed? Uh, don't know. Dan Mullen said, yesterday we dismissed him from our program. He's no longer with the team. I met with him and dismissed him from the program yesterday. Well. This article on Gators Territory, the Florida rival site, said Blades had a long, weird history with Florida originally committed to Florida in high school. Then he decommitted and signed with Nebraska before eventually enrolling at Arizona Western Community College. Blades then flirted with Florida again before heading to Texas A&M. Blades then had issues transferring to Florida, arriving in the fall just before the season began, and then his career is now over. Well, you know, Florida, Florida, you can damn near kill somebody and not be dismissed off the team, so... Uh, no telling what he got dismissed for. All I know is he has an ugly neck tattoo. Yeah, no thank you. He can go to Jacksonville State. He looks – never mind. I'm not going to say that. I get canceled like, like Gruden. Let me, uh, see, let me see the tattoo. It's awful. What does that say? King? Mm-hmm. Is that, looks is that, like it's on top is of Is that airbrush? Looks like it. Looks like it belongs on the side of a, a train. It does look like that. I'm moving on before I say something that that gets me canceled. I'll just email somebody. Uh, LSU receiver Keyshawn Boutte, Mm-mm. who is tied for the NCAA lead in touchdown catches, has suffered a season-ending knee injury, was off to a red-hot start after setting the NCAA single-game receiving yards record as a freshman. So life continues to... Spiral out of control for Coach O at LSU. Nothing can go right at LSU right now. Well, the question for for, uh, for LSU at this point is, you going to let Coach O coach the rest of the games or are you going to fire him before the season's over? I think it's pretty much set in stone that he's done uh, this year. But, I mean, you lost possibly the best receiver in the country. And that was how you was giving yourself a chance to win. By throwing the football because you can't run the ball. I think they're like the worst rushing team in the league outside of Missouri. I don't see how LSU's gonna win any more games the rest of the season. They play Vanderbilt. They play Vanderbilt. They might have a chance. They play Vanderbilt, but they already played Vanderbilt two years ago. The, cha- the championship run. Yeah. Like a scrimmage game out there. The, the, I don't believe they play Ellis or uh, Vanderbilt because the rest of their schedule is Ooh. brutal. Ooh. They, they might go four. LSU might go four and eight. Ooh, they play Florida uh, coming up. They play Ole Miss next weekend. They play Alabama after that. They play Arkansas after that. They play Louisiana Monroe after that. And then they play Texas A&M to finish off the season. What of those SEC games would you pick LSU to win right now? Uh, none. I would not either. And if that were to be the case, they would finish 4-8 if they can avoid an upset against Louisiana Monroe. 
And it's not like they looked good against Central Michigan or Manise State earlier this year. They, I mean, this was Louisiana. This was the Cajuns. Louisiana Lafayette, they might take that L too. But, ooh. ATL VFL said, we need to get Ojolari to transfer here. I agree. Let's get BJ Ojolari back over in Knoxville, teaming up with his old teammate, Harrison Bailey. BJ Ojolari, Ojolari follows me on Twitter, so I'll be sure to slide in his DMs. I'll send him a little letter. I Let think, him know that I, we want him. I think Tennessee was second. Mm-hmm. But you know where he's going. you over Tennessee. You know where he's going if he transfers. You know where he's going, Georgia. Be. You know. Mm-hmm. He's going to Georgia. He got where's, another year. Where's, where's his brother played? Yeah, he got another year. His brother plays with the Giants. I watched the Cowboys and Giants play over the weekend and saw his brother making some plays out there. He's got two more years. I think he's just that's a right. sophomore. That's right. Year. That's right. Because last year was a freshman. freshman. Mm-hmm. So, But, I mean, he can decide to leave after next year because, I mean, he's he's a dang good pass rusher. So, he's in a good, good position. He's in a good position. Sweet and event. the grandson of a Nigerian prince, so Tennessee could use that luck as well. We'll take it, man. We'll take it. At work? Can't call in? Don't feel bad. You can talk to the guys on the text box. It's part of the free Swain event app. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities our waterways, and our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. For what is coming up on the Swain Event. Hey there, Swain Event listeners. I'm excited to share my new Keller Williams Realty app so you can tour homes without leaving yours. Not only can you search for homes in specific areas and neighborhoods, you can also have access to real-time market snapshots on stats like average home price and days on market, plus commute times from your office, school zones, and much more. 
Download my app today and get the most accurate information on buying, selling, and investing in real estate in your area. Just search for the Keller Williams Realty app and click on more in the lower right-hand corner. Type in Jennifer Morris in the Your Agent search bar, then save and you're set. And as always, feel free to reach out at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. There are articles and news stories that you read about the things that people do. And when you're reading those and you start to shake your head, you start to scratch your head a little bit. You get confused. You don't understand why. You start to ask questions. But really, there's only one question that matters. What is that question you may ask? For what? to Jay on the Irish Networks hotline, 90 days no payment for business internet. Jay, good morning. Man, John Gruden, for what? Layup. <laughs> Easy layup today, huh? Golly. That's, that's pretty crazy. But uh, um, what I was wanting to talk to you all about is LSU. And you all was talking about LSU and the LSU job coming open. Do you think that uh, that Jimbo would even consider leaving A&M for that job? Because he's a Louisiana guy. Yes, I do. And the <laughs> AD that, that brought him to A&M, Scott Woodward, is at LSU now. Ooh. You know, we, we do these lists of jobs every year, the best jobs in America, which I think is a stupid list because, honestly, what really matters is can your school – because all, all that really matters is, if you have the right coach, can your school win a national title? You know, Ole Miss is fine, but Ole Miss has ceilings. And, and 
But if you're at a school that can win a national title, if you have a good football coach, I think that's truly what matters. And I think there's probably about maybe 12 to 15 of those schools tops. But LSU is almost never listed as a better job than USC, than Texas, than Georgia, than Alabama. But LSU is the only school that I know of in the last 20 years that's won three national titles with three different coaches. Mm. USC, Southern Cal, they're usually number one or number two on these lists. Outside of that brief window with Pete Carroll, they were terrible. They've been terrible, and they were terrible 10, 15 years before Pete Carroll. Mm. You know, LSU might be the best job in the country. Or one of them, one of the top three at least. Yeah, I put I put them right there in the same conversation in Georgia, man. Fertile in-state. Yeah. Recruiting grounds but in the year next door to Texas, too. <laughs> they, but they actually win, Wayne. Georgia doesn't win titles. LSU wins titles. Well, I mean, as far as, like, the resources, I mean, that's, that's how I look at a job. You know, the past success, yeah. that's one thing. But, like, are you given everything you need to be successful? And that's how I judge a, a job. In Georgia, mm-hmm. there's everything there for you. LSU, there's everything there for you. Money is not an issue. Recruiting in-state is not an issue. And you have an AD that is willing to uh, do what it takes for you to be successful. Now, one thing we may not know of is, okay, what's the relationship with the boosters? Do they do, they, do those guys work together? Are they an mm-hmm. issue? Are they like Texas or are they like Tennessee? Um, you know, in the past, hopefully it's not the case anymore, but like, are the boosters an issue? Do they get in the way? Um, but LSU, to me, is a top five job. It's, it's unreal. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, when you got less miles than Ed Orgeron turning out championships, all that job needs, all that school needs to do is just hire a good coach. You have to be the worst recruiter of all time not to get those Louisiana kids to come to LSU. They all want to come. Daffy Duck can recruit those Louisiana kids to LSU. Pretty much. So just, just hire a good coach, man. But, uh, Hey, guys, there, there's been a lot of uh, talk about the atmosphere this Saturday and the bailout environment and all that. Uh, with the renovations that are coming up to Neyland at, at the end of this year, um, obviously it looks like our capacity is going to drop some. Where can our capacity not drop to and still keep that Neyland kind of atmosphere? You know, the atmosphere that you mentioned in – 2008 Florida, the 2015 uh, or 2004 Florida, 2015 Oklahoma. That that Neyland Stadium atmosphere that I that we all know on, on these big games. Where can our capacity not drop below and still keep that atmosphere? You see what I'm saying? I mean, I think when you start maybe getting to the 80s, but I've played at away games during my time at Tennessee that had way less than 102, 102,000, and was louder than Neyland Stadium. So I just believe in the right people being inside the stadium and putting the right product on the football field, the stadium is going to be loud. And the way that the stadium is constructed, the noise doesn't really seep out anyways. So it's time to take some seats out. It's been time. Um, I know it's something that we are very proud of being over that 100,000 attendance threshold, but 
it's never really brought up that much when you look at the schools in the country that have over a hundred thousand. Like Penn State has the biggest. Penn State and what? Michigan. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter as much as people think it does. So it's about the volume. And I've I've heard stadiums before they went through the renovations, Alabama, LSU, that were louder than than the stadium. And now they have, you know, hit that 100,000 threshold. But, man, it's it's about the volume. Hour three coming up.